0: Hello and welcome to Don't Tell Me What to Do, the Astrology Podcast. I'm Lisa Kiss, your host, and I'm also an astrologer, teacher, and conscious business guide. This podcast is named after one of my favorite sayings and expressions to live your life we're all here to experience life in our own unique ways. So keep listening to explore different views of living life through astrology, business, and personal development as we go through the zodiac seasons together and with our guests. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Today I'm going to be going over the Pluto and Aquarius transit. So as I'm recording this Pluto. story is it is in Aquarius at zero degrees, but when this goes up, it won't be, it'll have gone back into Capricorn. So I wanted to quickly go over the dates, um, with the back and forths and the retrogrades and talk about like what this kind of means. Um, and what I can do so I don't ramble and stay focused is go over like, what Pluto entering each sign for the rising sign, not your sun sign, your rising sign, aka ascendant, and sort of what theme is going to basically hit you for 20 years. So it's not going to be every day, but there'll be transformation in a certain part of your life. Or as you look at your chart, you'll see the section and that part of your life will get hit. Let's go. So Pluto entered Aquarius. March twenty third, twenty twenty three, and I stayed there until June eleventh, twenty twenty three. Goes back into Capricorn. As I'm recording this, I'm not sure what that back going back into Capricorn is going to bring, but collectively, we're going to see structures, old structures, governments, corporations holding on to every last bit of power that they have, and when you're lose what do you do when you're about to lose power you grip even tighter does that work no think about in a relationship if you really love someone but they are trying to break up with you and you grab them tighter they're going to pull the F away it doesn't work because you can't control people and Pluto is this energy of like power and control and it's just yeah anyway so I'll give an example of this when covid happened when saturn entered aquarius there was a lot of like Um, like it had to happen for places to work, but people went remote, right? Now, previous to this, there were already like remote jobs and all this kind of stuff, but um, a lot of workplaces went home. I shouldn't say like remote, but it went work from home. And for a few years, people were able to do their work. They were able to function at home. They were able to do their job basically. And like the world didn't Like certain functions in a business, like you could still do them. You didn't have to sit in an office. And so now I'm just experiencing this with my aunt, for example, corporate worker in Toronto, Ontario, commuting, you know, all the weekdays, five days a week for like 20 over just over 20 years. It's exhausting. I when I personally, when I see my life, I don't want that. It's a good example of something I don't want, but you know, she's made a good living for herself and she, that's what she, she did. And so she got to work from home. Like she got to work remotely and it gave her a little more life balance. She still got all of her work done and there were no issues, right? But now she has to go into the office like two days a week. Now I do think there's a healthy um, balance of the hybrid working because like if you do live by yourself um, or even if you Are at home and their kids running around like it's better to be like either like not by yourself and be in an office environment with coworkers and with people. Also, it's maybe good to be away from your family, not with them all the time, just so there's that balance. There, I don't think there's anything wrong with hybrid, but if COVID taught us anything, it was that you don't need to go to the office every day to work. Mic drop end of story. You don't. It's a waste of people's time to be in traffic and commuting, depending on how far away they work. It's it's just, it's a waste of time. It's inefficient. And I do believe that the, this is very querious, I'm going to go here, but it's what they want. They want you stuck in traffic. They want you stuck in a job. They want you stuck in all these things so that you don't think outside the box to basically go against them, right? so they're trying to go back to this old way of doing it and i think my aunt i think they want them to go back every day and my aunt just looks terrified because she's gotten this taste of two years of like being able to work productively at home but now enjoying going into toronto a few days a week and that's fine but she doesn't need to go back every day that's exhausting that's gonna like i think it basically kills people it like shortens life expectancy because like it's so soul-crushing really in my opinion to commute. I commuted as a student to Toronto for maybe two years and I, I was done. I was completely done and it's just I you sit on that train and I'm so sensitive to energy and I'm just like I felt depressed getting off of the train. I felt like sad and depressed and I hated it and I was like, why do I feel sad and depressed? And I'm like, it's because everyone on the freaking train feels sad and depressed and yeah. It's I wouldn't would not recommend being a, a commuter. And I only know the like to Toronto in in Ontario here. But if you live in like a suburb and you commute to like, let's say, New York City or what's well, another big city in the world like Vancouver, Montreal, Chicago, like, you know, anything where it's a city with towers and people freaking crammed in condos, all that energy. It's a lot of energy. So that's what I think is gonna um, happen. Now, obviously, we're not <clears throat> past June 11th. I'm recording this on May 20th, so like, um, yeah, we don't know what's gonna what's gonna happen. But that's one way I see the government overreaching and trying to grip onto power and control. Um, not even the government, but sorry, corporations trying to control their employees, and it's like you don't own them, you can't control them. They're humans. Um, so that's one thing, but I mean, they can't say something like what the company that my aunt works for. I don't want to say what it is, but it's a ginormous company. If I say, if you live in Canada and I say the company name, like, you know, it, um, you'll know it. It's well-known all across Canada. And basically they're like, we need you to be in the office all five days a week because it it helps with uh, creativity. That's the bullshit thing that they used. And it's like, By the time you drive into work or take a train into work or a bus into work, your creativity is, like, just dwindling, I think, personally. Maybe people are more creative at home, not in teams. Like, I don't know. I just think that's, like, the funniest thing ever. But they're gripping onto it. But it's a lie, and they want things to go back to how it was, but you can't do that. But if it worked great for two years, people being at home, you can't say – doesn't work because it does and there's proof and evidence that it freaking works and uh some other people I was I don't know if I was part of this conversation I was overhearing it who knows um they were saying that like these big corporations have office spaces that are rented so they need people in them and they sign these long leases but that's not your employees problem if that was a business decision made and then there's not I I don't know if there's this I haven't gone to downtown Toronto in a while like the the main street but in cities I don't know if, if there's like less people shopping at stores and going to the restaurants and doing all these things and there's like this theory where it's like the big corporations have office spaces that they've rented, so they need to be used. And then that helps other businesses as well who are in that space, like in that spot in the city. And then they also get, basically comes down to your money. It all comes down to your money, right? So yeah, that's just an example I have about like, you know, a bigger entity overreaching power and trying to control and hold on to things. And it's just like, it won't work. It won't work. So yeah, but what happens? So our next hit of uh, Pluto and Aquarius is from January 20th, 2024 until September 1st, 2024. So like a good chunk of 2024 is Pluto and Aquarius. So again, seeing some progressions, Um, I'll take this time to talk about my theories. I have like Food Aquarius, a lot of people are excited for it because they're like, oh, it's a sign of like humanity and we're going to help humanity. We're going to help each other. Power to the people. Like if all the people in, I'm just going to use Canada because that's where I'm based. If all the people in Canada didn't uproar against the government, like the people will win. There's more of us than there is of them, right? But the thing is, is that like when, when, any transit is happening in a sign, it can go either way. So I feel like there's been a lot of talk about like Pluto and Aquarius being very good. But I mean, all I'm going to say <clears throat> is I was getting, uh, what was I getting? I was getting my like Manny pedi And I also get facials, but like a different um, place. And I had to fill out the facial form. And the, the place where I was going, they do all these other things where you can get, like, fillers and, like, lip injections, all these things that, to be honest, like, fucking terrify me. I don't want needles in my face. And I also don't think I need them. I don't – I'm I'm going to be 26 this year. And um, my boyfriend's dad said the other day I look like I was 18. And I was like, wow, I look that young. I'm like, okay, Um, but I take that as a compliment because I don't like when I'm 30, please tell me I look like I'm 24. Thank you. You know, it's like, there's that whole thing, especially with women and beauty standards, blah, blah, blah. We don't want to look our age, but it's good to have like a youthful glow. Right. (laughs) But I think it's going to go like, it's going way too far. Like there's someone who's the same age as me who I, I found out got Botox. And I'm like, why are you getting Botox? Like you don't need Botox. Also just like, Botox toxic. I could never, I could never. And also like I don't want needle in my face but also just like what are you injecting in like it's just so it's not human. It's unnatural. Like it's natural to like do the eyebrow thing and have like the skin fold. Like that's natural. Like, you're moving your face. So anyway, I have my own personal thoughts on it. If you get any of this stuff it's not bad. You do you. But it's that sometimes I think people go overboard with it and Aquarius is all about, like, people and humanity. But I think that, like, it also has to do with technology and AI. Like, you see AI everywhere, right? Like, AI stuff is everywhere. AI of the future. Chatty, chat GP is taking over jobs. Like, all this stuff. Like, the robots. But I feel like with filters and like, AI filters and Instagram filters, but then also, like, Botox fillers, lip plumping things, all these things you can do. And you can do some crazy cool stuff with like lasers and different machines for your skin as well. I'm very into skincare. But I feel like people are like not going to look human. They're going to look like, I don't want like robots. They're going to look like robots because they're not going to have normal human facial movements because things have been tightened and lift and all these things, right? So that's one way I've kind of seen it. Just, I don't know. It's like people starting to look like filter so like I love when the Instagram filter goes on my face because I think I have like dark under eyes and like I'm not a fan it's like hereditary I can sleep for 12 hours I'm still gonna have like a darkness under my eye and it's just that's just the way it is um so I love the filters because it gets rid of that like I have a filter using Instagram and I just feel like it makes my eyes look brighter and that's just really the only reason I like using filters on Instagram is so that I don't look tired if that makes sense but it's not real, right? Like I look tired most of the time, I think, Um, unless I put a little concealer on. But again, like that's fake because it's a filter, but there's probably something I could do to like fix that on my face. But then like, I don't know, it's this weird thing where like if you really like how you look with the filter on your face and you showed a picture of someone like what you look like with a filter and what you look naturally, like you, the person could help you look like That filters on your face at all time. But then that's fake. That's like a robot, basically. That's AI. And I'm just like, I hope people just remain looking like humans with Pluto and Aquarius. This is a very weird thing. You may have not been expecting me to talk about this with Pluto and Aquarius. But yeah, I really hope humans just stay looking like humans. I really hope so. So it's like a very big thing right now. Like the the injector things Oh, just freaks me out. I can't with the needles. Like I hate getting my blood taken for like medical purposes to check to make – like I have to lay down. It's just so like to voluntarily pay for someone to stick a needle in your freaking face. I just – I can't. I can't. But if you do it, like, oh my God, bless your soul that you can like – like, oh, it just – I hope – just hope it doesn't hurt. Like, oh my gosh. But that's one thing. Um, the technology thing is a big thing. Like social media is going to evolve. There's going to be new social media platforms with Pluto in Aquarius. Not maybe not in 2024, but um, like the next set is November 19th, 2024 to March 8th, 2043. So I will be 46 when Pluto is done being in Aquarius, and I'm 26 now. And it's like, wow, that's a big chunk of life. So it'll be very interesting to kind of like go through that. So. Think like, where will you be in 20 years? Like, it's a weird thing, but a lot is going to like evolve with this generation. And then I keep saying that the kids born during Pluto and Aquarius, like any of these dates that I've said, if you have a baby and one of these dates, that kid is going to be part of the collective energy that really progresses and changes the world and moves us forward again for that sake of humanity. But I feel like the adults who are already in it and we were part of different Pluto generations I don't know. It's like try not to get – it's that balance of like using technology to make our lives better but like not becoming technology, still remembering to like, you know, buy the land and grow your own food and be in nature and like homeschool your kids because we don't trust the government. Like make sure that like that energy is still there and we're still connecting to people. It's like I do community connection calls Um, with people like I've connected to an astrologer who's in um, in (laughs) Minnesota and we both have done programs with like similar people and I don't know we connected on zoom and zoom is great but also don't forget to connect with people that are local to you too right it's that kind of thing where yeah yeah so now that's just like one thing okay so social media some people think it'll be like social media that actually benefits people because like our social media has been overrun by ads and it's ridiculous so like finding a way to like build a social media platform that is like for people as opposed to like i'm just getting this thought when i get these thoughts i don't know where they come from when i podcast i channel and it's like instagram is free right like, you can pay to get the freaking verification. It's so stupid. But it's free. Anyone can just make an account with an email. But imagine if there's a social media platform. There were no ads. But maybe for it to be able to function so that there could be, like, a, a team being paid fairly, right, to make, you know. Because you can't just expect someone to make something, like, for free and spend their time on it because people have to make a living, etc. cetera. But... I'm wondering if someone would create like a paid – does this exist? Like a paid social media platform. Like it was like Instagram, but to make an account, you had to like pay X amount of dollars per month to use it. That way there were no ads. Does that put a barrier up though for social media and then it becomes not accessible for everyone because it costs money? I don't know. I feel like that also would really avoid spam too. I don't know if people would pay to – I'm What am my, I, I don't know, like, I don't know how there's a way to make a social media platform where, like, a person can create it and then run it and then, like, make sure that they're being compensated for their time, but then making it an actual experience for people that feels like they're connecting to others, they're learning new information, but they're not, like, like just being attacked by ads and like I got a survey today on my phone Instagram was like do you remember seeing an ad for this product and I was like nope and but that's even like how many are hitting me that I just like don't even freaking know what I'm even looking at and then people just don't pay attention and that's not effective marketing and then blah 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 so technology AI filters looking like robots it's a weird thing but I just I don't know Uh, Going back to like basics, farming, land, family, more traditional values, um, things like that, remembering that we're people first. Now, I'm going to go through, depending on your rising sign, rising sign, where you're going to experience transformation because it's Pluto, right? So, if you're an Aquarius rising, Pluto, for all the dates that I said prior, are like Pluto is gonna be in your first house. Now, the way I do things with the whole sign house system, so that's just how I do it. Even if you're like a 26 degree Pluto or Aquarius rising, in my opinion, Pluto is in your first house, no matter the degree, okay? You're gonna clear that up. So Pluto entering a first house for Aquarius rising is gonna be transformation of the self. That could literally mean like y- the way you physically look. It can be getting very serious about your health and your body. It could literally just be like your perspective on the world. Just changes. You transform. You come out of a 20-year cycle a completely different person. <laughs> um, for – let's see if I can do this in my – if I can do this in my head. Okay. Pisces, okay, are we going to go backwards? Okay, Pisces rising, Pluto will be in your 12th house. So transformation of the spiritual, hidden things coming to the surface. Um, but again, it'll be like a long span. But it's going to ask you, Pisces rising, are basically going to be asked to dive like extremely deep. Yeah. Okay. Aries rising, your 11th house. So with uh, with Aries rising, it being 11th, like it's, it's the house of transformation of like community, who you associate with, technology, your vision, like the vision for where you see yourself going might completely transform. Um, just, yeah. Taurus rising, it's your 10th house. Of career, how you're seen as a leader with Aquarius 10th house, if you're a a Taurus rising. So what you want to do or how you want to be seen as a leader and show up within your work might be very different or it might just have like a natural shift and evolution that you might not even be a part of. It just might happen. If you're a Gemini rising, it's your ninth house. So you might honestly travel more explore more, take courses and things, and through gaining new perspectives, you're going to feel a transformation. You might also, a belief system that you have might just been completely dismantled and you'll have a new belief system by the end of it. Cancer Rising, this is mine, it's the eighth house. All I'm going to say to Cancer Risings is that go to therapy, like seriously, go to therapy, get a coach, have some support. Be okay to cry more um, and just dig deeper. Like Saturn just went through the eighth house is challenging. So Pluto going there, it's it's going to feel deeper. But I would say if you can like invest in support, that helps you dig deep. And um, you're going to dig deep into psychology and, and stuff. But there could also be things with like relationships and like merging of assets and finances. But I mean... Pluto in the eighth house is, like, it likes to be there, right? So, I mean, it could feel, like, positive because it likes to be there. You might be, like, yes, I'm feeling the call to do the inner work and come out of it a completely different person and really transform from the inside out or, like, that it's, like, who knows? You might start doing subconscious work and rewiring the brain. I don't know, like – Really getting deep into like thought patterns and behaviors and tendencies, and like the limit does not exist for how deep Cancer risings can get in the 20 year span of Pluto in the eighth. So cool, cool. Leo rising to your seventh house. So, um, it's that access of relationship, but um, either a partner that you have might feel like through that relationship, you transform or, um, it's all going to have to do with like the, the partner, the person on the other end of it. Um, a, like a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife kind of deal. Um, could be a business partner, could be a best friend, but through your interactions with others and like learning how to be there for the other, there will be a transformation process. Then for um, Virgo risings, it's your sixth house. Health habits, um, if you don't have healthy habits established, there might be like a mini like oh no moment and then getting consistent with something. It can also affect like not in a bad way or anything, but it can affect your work and how you're of service. And you might really want to dig deep to make sure your work feels meaningful. You're really helping other people. Uh, Libra rising, it's your fifth house. So you might have to really put yourself out there, really explore your creativity, get a hobby. And again, just feel like a different person through that hobby, or just honestly feel more like yourself. Um,. Scorpio rising. It's the bottom of your chart. Family roots. You might start digging into like your ancestry and um, where you come from. And you might you might discover disturbing information because that's Pluto. But it might help through like a healing process and just really knowing where you come from. And um, yeah, you might also move. With anything going to the fourth house, I always say that you might move or your home might look different because if you maybe have changed, like your home's going to reflect that too. Um, Sad rising is your third house of communication and community. So like you might learn a different communication style. You might be more aware of your words. You might be more aware of your mindset and like how your words and things like that affect others. If you are, okay, this is the last one, Capricorn rising, it's your second house of work and money. So the way you earn money might change. Your values might change as well. There's that saying from one of my teachers, net or if you're net worth, self-worth, no, self-worth equals net worth. So second house is about money. And if you're feeling like, okay, there's not enough money coming in, you maybe need to look at yourself your self-worth and things that you value and making sure that that's okay but also know that they're like humans can't be like measured in any value monetary wise like that's not no but you have to feel I don't know confident in what you do and really like what you do for it to to translate in your work okay that was all 12 oh my gosh I did that in my mind mentally like seeing the um the charts oh my goodness okay that's everything for Pluto and Aquarius if you have questions general collective energy or specific for your rising sign shoot me a message and I'll be happy to answer you on either Instagram or my email and I will see you in the next episode thank you so much for listening to today's episode I'd love to hear from you on Instagram or by leaving a rating or review. It would also mean the world to me if you subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast and continue to discover the don't tell me what to do vibration, there are three different ways you can keep listening to these podcast episodes that I put out weekly you can also purchase the subscription version of the podcast which is new for exclusive episodes or you can purchase my book which has the exact same name as this podcast so with so much love and gratitude see you very very soon in the next episode